Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello, hello, hello. Leavers and believers and their friends and relatives and everybody else. Welcome to Leaving Hillsong. My name is Tanya and I'm super happy that you are here with us again or for the first time because we're going to have one of those uh, lazy little chats. Well, I guess not lazy. It's quite uh, quite interesting. It's quite full. It's quite a juicy spilling of the tea. And that's because our long-term co-host in uh, spurts and bouts, Grace, contacted me this week and wanted to get in touch with all of you and send some messages out. She uh, recently attended the mothership and, you know, Yeah, Grace, she had a fair amount to say. Now, uh, this episode starts with her rather passionate mission to let people know about the redress scheme that operated uh, since the the, uh, National Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse, a federal investigation that took place from 2014 in Australia and following was a compensation scheme that institutions could sign up to as an acknowledgement uh, and as a form of taking responsibility, particularly financial responsibility, for crimes that had taken place within that institution. However, we did not quite reach there But I've left it in so that I can uh, use it as leverage to ensure Grace gets back on the show with us very soon. 
My apologies for any unexpected absences. They should be well and truly behind us now. But uh, yeah, programming isn't always as straightforward as one might think. So without further ado, let's hear what Grace would like you to know about, well, where's Hillsong now? Where's it going to go? Who's left? And uh, what does the future look like? Here's the end of an era with Grace. There we go. And Thunderbirds. I'll go. Hey, Grace. Hey, how are you? Wow, it is you. There you are. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Great. That's good. I hear a lot of great from people these days. What? What? Good things happen in a row after bad things. It's, yeah, it's one great amusement park this life, isn't it? It is. What have you been up to? We have missed you. Uh, I, I know, a, lot of, a lot of listeners have been asking, where's our Grace gone? What you been doing? Yeah, I want to um, extend my apologies. I think, it, I mean, life gets really busy. I think for the most part of this year, it's been hard to justify spending so much time and attention to, I guess, the the dramas that we, we've all been following for so long. I uh, think things have slowed those, down overall. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Things have slowed down overall. And, um, yeah, I've, I've had a very busy Sorry. year too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you can't always uh, put your attention to that space. But, you know, I was in Sydney and I thought, give Tanya a ring. I know it's been busy times in work land, so... Now that we've got some few moments, I thought it'd be good to kind of have a chat again. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I I believe you found yourself at a recent service. Is this correct? Oh, well, I've been speaking with people who've experienced institutional child sexual, sexual abuse. But, yeah, I mean, look, there's lots to chat about today. And I thought we'd kind of have a little chat about I recently was able to go to to Hillsong, the 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 mothership and and Northwest Boulevard there, but also mm. chat about a bit bit about the work that that people are doing around Australia in regards to the redress for people who've experienced abuse. I thought that would those two things would be good to to That's, chat yeah. about. Yeah, because they're big concepts: redress and institutional. You know, I mean, it's it's daunting for a lot of people and you know, particularly a lot of survivors who, you know, can already be kind of burned out by processes before they, you know, get Yeah, well, we know, that, we know that the legal system and the way that people even just try to apply for redress is very, you know, it's not very trauma-informed. It's not client-orientated. It's another system to navigate with legal advice and, most people should get legal advice in regards to applying, but wow, you know, being around that space for a little bit now, it's quite fascinating. You know, there's a lot of people, I mean, as the years have gone on, the redress scheme, for those that don't know, 
is a scheme that was put together after the Royal Commission in 2016-2017. And it's about a combination of things. Uh, people being able to get support to access records of when they were a child. It could have been okay. around institutions, yeah, multiple yeah. institutions. Yeah, I mean, the government's trying to do a few good things. As a, We have a thing here in Australia called Find and Connect. And it's a website, database, archive, where you can try to find information about uh, particular institutions that were involved with anything in relation to looking after the care and protection of children, as well as uh, stolen generation era where um, Indigenous okay. First Nations Australians were removed from from particular uh, places where they lived or their families are placed on a particular mission or, or home. But yeah, there's so much I can share with, with that. Where should we start? Look, why don't we, look, let's go with, uh, how did you find yourself? How did you find yourself back at head office? I mean, the church and <laughs> what was it like? And you said you had gossip, so. Yeah, oh yeah, well. But yeah, it was really interesting. You know, there, there, there was a sea of regular faces that you just time and time again every Sunday, they would sit at a similar spot. They're doing the same thing where they're ushering mm-hmm. on the door, etc. But really, I mean, to get to the point, there's not really that many people left that you can even that I can even recognise. Okay, uh, it's really, really sparse. I'm not probably going to name names. I mean, there's people there who are parents of of pastors at other campuses that I've that I've checked that they're still there in in, in other campuses around Australia. There's some of the core ex college turned into pastor turned into employee of Hillsong for 10, 15, 20 years huh. who are yes. still there. You know, still playing the piano, still playing the bass. A whole new bunch of random faces that I've never seen in my life. When you say random, what makes you say random though? Like, was it one of those renter crowds that they got for the evening with Brian and Bobby thing? What do you <gasps> oh, well, no, but what do you mean like random faces? Like, do they look like they oh, don't just people, You know, people have never seen before. And also, you know, some people that are still way back when they were just, a, you know, a, a young person at youth and now they're somehow, you know, like a young adult pastor. Like, there's a lot of people unaccounted for, let's just say that. Ooh. I do not know where they've gone and how they've just disappeared, but it's it's pretty obvious. I would say the large majority have gone. So are you saying that, like, there's just sort of no idea where they went and you don't? know people who do i mean it's got to be two three degrees of separation in that place and and no one talks about it is that still the guy like do these people look like they fit in i think they i don't know i i don't know i just i feel like it's just a sea of strangers it's just there's there's some people there that you know i don't they're unaccounted for i'm not sure where the hell they've gone um they were key leaders I heard, I heard a few things that have gone on. Particular pastors have um, also been caught out on infidelity and, and kind of left in a bad way. And so, 
anything you'd like to sort of illuminate for us? Is there anything we need to know about? Just the same stuff, cheating on their partner, on their partner when they've got a family and everything, the partners stay, but because they're in leadership, I think they will put on some sort of performance plan. God knows what that means in, in a church context and then kind of left in a bad way, so on bad terms that this particular pastor had a couple of brothers who also had families and they've all, apparently they've all left. Um, we've had another uh, another person that was in the youth ministry as one of the age pastors and he's apparently gone down to a suburb down the road towards Windsor. You know, the, there's churches that need leaders and it sounds like people just popping up and reinventing themselves in a different Pentecostal system. Oh, so much of that. So much of that stuff going on. Yeah, uh, I even saw or a pastor from the city. I mean, he was originally a Hills boy, went to school school with lots of them in, in one of the notorious Anglican schools in Kellyville. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's, he started his own website. I mean, it's just incredible what he, how he's reinvented himself. I'm not sure whether he gets many clients, but... It, He's kind of offering these spiritual sessions and you can prepay like six sessions in advance uh, and they're not very cheap. Um, what? Uh, it, that's very, so it feels, good. It feels very new aging. I don't know if, if we've talked about this before. I think I, I think we did. We went and looked. Is he the guy that was doing the sex therapy stuff or something? Well, his wife was, yes. That's right. Look, what a, what a smart couple. Cut out all that rubbish in between and just get straight to the money well well i think these people have realized you know you gotta you gotta work to eat and live really and yeah i think it was just su- such a safe never it felt like it was never never left like it was never gonna stop mm. so people you know i would imagine in a bit of crisis mode thinking about how do i reinvent myself and pop back up into the marketplace like there's another youth pastor you know, just by luck, you know, thank God the, the the in-laws have got their own broke broker kind of management kind of business and they've just all of a sudden reinvented themselves as a broker. And, you know, again, still utilising all the networks within Hillsong. And, you know, I mean, it's it, it's not hard to create your own client base from such a big crowd of people. That's true. That's very true. And especially if you know the marketing and sales strategies, I guess, as well. I mean, it was, we were, we were guns at that. Everyone was, you know, Mm. you learn how to, you learn how to entertain a crowd, you know, how to keep people's, um, you know, attention captivated and and to make really aesthetically pleasing, you know, posts and, and conversations. And, you know, we always, you know, they always were pulling at heartstrings but yeah oh, I guess yeah. it's just really interesting how the beast is kind of reinventing itself in different ways in the in the marketplace you know so I think some people are just prone or vulnerable to just I guess desperately feeling that void that a cult-like you know congregation um, gave them and you know they've just found themselves in a new environment but, you know, it's really interesting going back and just seeing how there's really very few people left. I mean, 
I know within employment there's been loads of cuts, but there's still people like, you know, very young from another country, okay. want a job, want to stay in Oz, and they've just, you know, they've taken on positions within Hillsong and got no idea what they're doing, you know, no idea what they're doing. I mean, there's an even, there's how they like it. That's what there's even a hierarchy for God's sake with their little childcare centre that's still running, got who knows how. But, you know, like there's even hierarchy of who, who gets preferred to get their child in, in the childcare. It's not a given just because you, you've worked there that you get that incentive. So, that, yeah, so I mean, there's, just, that young. there's some really key people there that are still, I mean, they're still there. And I just, I look around and I think, why, how? Like, you know, one young woman who, who's got two kids under, under three and, you know, she's younger than me. She was in youth ministry, very much a puppet and a yes person, can't live in reality. And, you know, she's still there. And, you know, I've heard from people who are still in the congregation, considered a family pastor, no idea what she does through the week. I mean, like, are, are we spending our whole time at coffee shops or what? Oh, mind you, you're going to laugh at this. Mm-hmm. The Gloria Jeans, the notorious Gloria Jeans across the road. Mm-hmm. Guess what it's turned into? What? 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 A KFC. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I was saying to my mates the other day, I go, oh, imagine how good it would have been if we had Dirty Bird down at Norwest Plaza <laughs> all those years. So, yeah, it's truly the end of an era, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's truly yeah. the end. I, I mean, I, I, we, we've we've seen Laura and Pete launch, uh, what is it called? Parable Church. Hang on um, to that. Just hang on to that for a sec. Because um, I just want to say to you, what what are your what are your perceptions of what people are doing about their resumes? Like it's fascinating that people. Are oh yeah, I think employed. a while ago I, I was doing a little bit of a LinkedIn browse trying to find a few people that you know have been at at the church for a long time and yeah wow they just they've just reinvented themselves i know one who's been there probably 10 plus years at Hillsong. she's gone to the christian school on the same hills bible belt and working something in marketing or accounts you know they've just they've just found other cushiony comfortable christian like organizations to to work in and find their okay. Okay. But yeah. I don't think it's it's really, it's not challenged a lot. A lot of those people who I would say are still quite brainwashed, are, it it definitely, what's happened definitely hasn't permeated through to make them have some sort of existential crisis or anything. I think, mm. I mean, the only crisis they had is, I mean, the community, the church going, what the hell now? And people have just adapted and, and assimilated into another another like, like-minded like environment. Yeah, I mean, if people have been with the institution for 10 years and then their their reputation got so bad that such leave, what do you tell your next employer as to why you stay there for so long when it's been... Yeah, ca- and I think, you know, people know the word, like people know the name Hillsong, you know, and... Regardless of what happened, I mean, going, you know, ties into this Royal Commission stuff, you know, so, like just on that too is um, these organisations had to either subscribe to the redress or not. 
Now, I haven't done the full stalk yet, but because Hillsong was part of the Royal Commission, I'm pretty sure they have to, well, because they, they, they joined in on the Royal Commission proceedings. So uh, my assumption is that they are an institution that is subscribed to the redress scheme. And so if victims do come forward, um, they become financially responsible of paying the money. But an independent decision maker decides on what is the redress that, may, that that person will get. And it's very case by case. Um, but regardless or not, reputation's tarnished. People will continue to worship and in and 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 sign up to these, this organised religious yeah. kind of community, and people will still subscribe to a ninety-minute service that's got you know offering times, message announcements, blah blah blah. But you know, a lot hasn't changed. I think. People are scared of the wheels falling off, so they just continue to to keep going what's going. But what I've heard, you know, behind the scenes is it, it's, it's a significant amount of lip service still. And I think um, people are sticking their heads in the sand in absolute denial about, and I'm saying people as in the staff and leadership, about, you know, what to do here. I think there's still thinking that the brand is salvageable and they don't have to do a full reset to to survive this, if that makes sense. A lot's just operating as usual, like summer camps around mm-hmm. this corner, mm-hmm. you know, gift giving, you know, donating the stuff, the bus or whatever it is they do. But there's a, a significant number of people that have a lot to answer for, and that's what pisses me off. Like, what do you, what Tay, do you mean? What why do you does Tay get to piss off and Brooke Fraser get to piss off mm-hmm. and do whatever they want and re, and then continue, you know, like with, with the, I mean, look, the followers were going to be there and the Christian music's still going to be played, but, you know, what the hell? How can you be our main worship leaders? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Then take off. I mean, Dave's still there, Dave Ware. And bless him, like, I think he's got right heart and I think he's, you know, he's just trying to write music for church. And, and, and I think all that kind of fame and status and, 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 and Mickey Mouse Club is kind of on the wayside now. And people are just trying to run church and keep church going. But to what, to what cost and to whose expense, you know, I think I'd love to know how much money's coming in. I mean, offering buckets don't get passed anymore. It's a brief visual on a PowerPoint, you know, um, but there's still rubbish being spoken. The services I've been to, I was like, wow, I don't know how people, I think because I've gone, it has been so so long since I've gone, okay. I'm desensitized to the language and yeah. the constructs, yeah. the attitudes and values that are constructed within within what they say. And so I can kind of look at it from a bit more of a bit more perspective and think, wow, what are you saying? And like one girl got, I was just, I couldn't believe what she, the rubbish she said for the offering message. It I was get. just using me, so Give joking. me some examples here. Give us some details. Like a joke. I can't say what she said. But it was yeah. Using a joke and like, oh, yeah, that was it. Oh, some people are like, they had nicknames for the types of worshipper you are, so where you put your hands. So if you put your hands out straight, stretched wide, like I think that was the Jesus crucified, like Jesus on the cross. And then there was like arms like around, you know, down low near, near your hips and legs. I don't know. She just, she called them, like she nicknamed it. I, it sounded like a, to be honest, a recycled joke. It wasn't like she made it up. But oh, I didn't understand, like, why, why, how is this like a 10-minute comedy segment? You know, it just, it's just ridiculous. It's just, it's just the way it's presented at times. And, and even message, like, I'll tune out, but I try and take notes or just at least listen to really hear, you know, the philosophy that's behind whoever's preaching at whatever given day but look I haven't been enough to really make a, a blanket statement about it it just it, I, I, all I notice is I'm very de- uh, very um the desensitization has worn off and yeah a lot a lot of what it said I think why we're here you know that is very sense. very interesting how how long have you gone non-contact for like how you know as such, been away from church? Oh, well, I only went like a couple of months ago. And before that, it would have been perhaps April, Easterish time. And before that was Christmas. So, I mean, and to be honest, I'm just juicy. going to be a fly on the wall, literally, because I think, oh, this is juicy. And who will I see? I mean, I saw Peter and went and said hello to him before he finished up and then I also the last time I, I went I saw um, JD and his family and they were great they're doing great but gosh I could feel the weariness and 
and the burden perhaps they feel to just keep carrying the load and, and having very few people around that were that were cool, you know, from back then. And there's some people in absolute denial, like someone said to me the other day, literally a couple of days ago, I just, I just hate what they did to Brian. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? What they Interesting. Did to him? It, it, that, that person is not Robinson Crusoe there. There is a, you know, there's a lot of. There's good a lot of people that. feeling, um, actually buying into the victim, the victim bait mentality that Brian has okay, about is that, the process. Has that changed since the verdict? No. Well, no, I'm t- I've only spoken to this person a couple of days ago. So, Grace, somebody said to me, somebody wrote to me and said, wow, you're standing by Brett. Brett's saying stop the, yeah. the, the victim of Frank Houston's that has been most public. Uh, this person said, you making a public post about standing by Brett Sengstock was very startling for me. As a Christian, I've only been receiving the support Brian stuff. I was like, well, yeah, we, we know there's algorithms with music. I mean, it's, it's, it's a virtual magazine. It's, it's whatever you look, curating something to what you see. I mean, I yeah, don't, but in any, terms of, I don't um, get any church stuff anymore because I... Yeah, but she found it startling that I'd be standing by... She found it confronting that I was supporting Brett when all the Christians are supporting him. But this is... The, these are reactions that have not... You know, these are emotions and reactions and thoughts that are, that are stemming from not actually sitting with the reality of what has actually happened. Like, you know... The amount of times people just say, oh, yeah, he got left. I go, he engaged in activity that compromised him as a husband and as a pastor of mm. an international church. And clearly the board and, and the leadership are beyond reasonable doubt. Think he has completely done the wrong thing. Now, someone apparently got wind of chatting to Donna and Donna said, what about the people he harmed? Okay, so that tells me that tells me what? there's this overall agreement. I mean, if Donna says that, then she right. believes it, right? And so, right. if that's her construct, then it then that must be. And if she says that to a random, you know, attendee who's been there a long time, this attendee's been there a long time. And, and known Donna and Brian and people personally. If, if Donna's, Donna said that, what about the harm, you know, what about the pain and the harm that Brian has caused the victims? And that's, that's to me, that said a lot. That meant that it, it's clear the leadership know whatever's happened. I mean, it'll maybe for protection of, what do you call it? Character, to, to prevent character defamation. Defamation, yeah. He, you know, they've, They've said, yeah, we don't need, you know, let's not, you know, the whole story will never come out unless the person wants to or someone wants to sell it, say it themselves or, or the victim themselves, whoever, whoever's involved actually tell their side of the story. But, yeah, I mean, like, to me, people aren't talking about that enough. I talked to another pastor who, who he went off and, and did a lot of, pl- he, he planted in New Zealand, but. He, he went to Hillsong College back in the days, you know, back when it was 
legitimate church planning day, like real, like, you know, pre-social media, internet, you know, college, Hillsong College was a thing and it was only mainly like local local people going to it and then going on to, to church plan. And, I mean, he went very much sided with Brian. I mean, the, you know, he also had a friendship and he said, oh, well, this is what happens when you, you know, you get too much power and you've got too much call, you're going to have a fall. I go, no, no, no. Like, no, the devil isn't, like, tempting you to, like, because because you've got so much power now and that's what happens. Like, it, it's like he was talking about it as if, well, it's ultimately, look at look at it, all the people in the Bible that, that had a massive fall. I go, yeah, but the, the thing is, is that, it's one thing to make a mistake, but it's another thing to construct yourself as a human being that is so perfect and successful and famous. You know, I mean, like that's an, um, that's a very hard to like, that's an unstoppable human being, you know, to have that sort of following yeah, and have that much fame and, and money. It's dangerous regardless, but he, it was like, he was a, making an excuse for the behavior and i said no behavior is excusable but we know that like nothing like well there's some things that are unforgivable and i think people have a different um reaction to what's happened what's been harmed okay i think if the harm was perpetrated to you as a victim and as a survivor then then it's up to you whether you feel that you can forgive that person or not People say maybe what Brian did was unforgivable because he knew better and he claimed himself as a person that was of a high Christian stature. So if you're going to hold yourself to it, like I said, what's sorry doesn't cost you anything. It's a five letter word. It doesn't cost you anything, but it means that your pride can't be in the same you you can't say sorry but also maintain your pride you know you have to let go and and accept your humanity and i think that for me is the biggest problem i have with brian and with the system is that you know if you made a mistake like even as just like a youth leader you are held accountable to the highest price like you might have got a good oh, yeah. step down, taken your RDG away, um, not allowed to sing. Like, there was always ramifications. Like, Brian just, he's eating his own dirt, right? And he's, oh, yeah. But he's not been willing to even say and admit that he's done it. So, for me, that's the behavior. That's, for me, I would run away from a person like that as well, a friend or I mean, as a leader. And I surely wouldn't look up to a person who who couldn't um, admit their own humanity, which I never thought he was perfect. I never thought what he said was amazing. Like I, But I had a pretty realistic expectation of who he was as a person. What I don't like is where from the same mouth, you say these things that people strongly believe, like deeply, deeply yeah. believe and set their life on. And then with the same mouth, you absolutely lie, deny, steal, drink. I mean, like, far out. Like, to be honest, what about an apology to, to every single person in Hillsong for the history that it that it's been around 
that got hard done by because of anything that they admitted to doing that 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 was a flaw that wasn't yeah, aligned yeah, with their yeah. Christianity. Like they're the people that deserve apology, and if they don't want to forgive the church, I I I understand. I think I I want to extend compassion and you know deep compassion and 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 share in that there because I think that's what the that's what's lost is people people's lives were hinged on these environments yeah. and these yep. statuses and then you know you could rock up one day and if someone spread some rumor about you I mean church will jump even at a rumor you don't even need to they you think they yeah. investigated no they didn't investigate anything they got wind of someone bad-mouthing you or saying that you're, you were alone with a kid in a car, they might ask you, and I bet you nine times out of ten, people's honesty did not serve them well. They still received, you know, the ramifications. So I think that's the element that I, that really pisses me off, you know, like, for God's sake, no one's family is perfect, right? But you know, it's the same thing in the Bible when they talk about, you know, the stories about the king's kids in the Old Testament. They were spoiled rotten. They got away with absolute murder, but they still were blessed, you know. There's that kid at school that just got away with everything because there was favoritism yeah, yeah, or yes. whatever it is that the bloodline made them an elite, you know, no matter what. And, and you just have to accept that hierarchy, like... And I think it's going to be anywhere. It doesn't matter where you go, you know. Well, I, you know, shout out to the scores of leaders that had an affair, uh, got pregnant before, marriage. Everything, uh, all of it. Divorced and who were chucked out into the cold. But do you, not also, start. you also didn't even need to be filling the status quo. Like, you could have been someone that, that just couldn't find a partner or couldn't have kids. Right. And you still might cop judgment or, do you know what I mean? Like, it was, Ooh, yeah. they had to absolutely assimilate into the same path that everyone else did. And for me, I think one thing I noticed is I shun to, my life shun to, too brightly, you know, for yeah. the some, the some who felt threatened. And, and, and what, what can you do with it? I mean, like, what are you going to do? Sit there being the mice on the wheel, running on it, you know, to try and prove, oh, look at me, look at me, look how hard I'm working. Like, you don't ever get anywhere, you know. And new rules were popping up all the time, you know. <laughs> like, oh, all of a sudden there was a some sort of unspoken rule about you can't really be a pastor unless you start doing, you still you've completed at least first year college. And I thought, well, you're just going to throw out every local Aussie-grown yeah, yeah. kid in the church who who has to work, you know, and can't put that money out because college only was offered full-time. I mean, there was no way you could have another job because the amount of internship hours you also did on the weekend. I mean, people were busting, busting themselves so bad. You know, we know there's so many people out there who, who ended up with glandular fever, got profusely unwell after conferences, uh, burnt out, quit, you know, couldn't get through the college. And, you know, maybe they look back now and although maybe back then they 
doing something like that meant the world, it was starting to create a new construct that, well, you can only, you've got to do this, this and this. It was like, how far can you jump? You know, like it was, it was becoming unrelenting standards. Well, and, and that's deliberate. So only oh, absolutely. And then only like certain I said, people going, can, back, yeah. going back, tracking just quickly was again, goes back to, oh, but if you were the king's kid, you know what I mean? Like if you got, if you had the bloodline or the favoritism or special somebody who unlocked that door for you and let you get away with either just loved you so much they wanted to give it to you on a platter or got away with absolute murder because of your mum or your dad, you know, yeah. and they could just do whatever yeah. they wanted. You know, I found a lot of the kids that pastors kids that were at church all day, you know, from seven to nine at night, like they were the radius and, you know, their <laughs> behaviour management. And of course they were a product of the environment. I mean, their parents aren't taking care of them. It's all these other randoms, you know, well, like yeah, yeah. sit there, go to school all week and then you spend your whole Sunday and probably Saturday night too mm. with the service at church. I mean, like, where's the family, you know, where's the family unit and, you know, who's taking care of the kids? And again, you know, in kids, they were just giving a kid copy of, a kid's copy of, of, of Sunday, you know, and, and that's scary when I look, look back at that, you know, they'll be trying to do this preaching and keep these young little kids, you know, concentrated. And I'm like, you do know their brain capacity at that age, like developmentally, they cannot sit there. Like, why are we doing that? Like maybe do a funny puppet show that goes for five minutes, but even five minutes is tricky, you know? It, it, you know, there's just so many things you look back at. It, it, I feel like they built programs, systems and entertainment based on, on, on someone's good idea. And, and that's how uneducated and, you know, just misinformed people were. They just thought, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Oh, I mean, so you're saying the formula's changed a little bit, not that much? I think people uh, are still doing it, but we've got less of an audience now. And we've got less, we've got less of an audience. We've got less numbers. We've got less volunteers. I mean, not we, but they. And, and I think, yeah, it's just... How long can they keep all this up? I mean, I'm surely they're going to have to start selling cameras and production stuff. And and I know they've been outsourcing the building as a venue for, for any sort of community event. But, yeah, like, we're going to have to stop it there for today. Yep, yep. Fantastic. Hang on a sec. But we've got to get the redress. That's what the next chat needs to be because well, I, I want to talk all about it. Yeah, okay. Well, I know we didn't get to where we started from when what Grace was talking about, but we will. And that, that, was, that was a lot. Do you not think? It was a lot. Grace has uh, been a member of Hillsong for a number of years. We keep on planning to get to Grace's story, but then she has multiple responsibilities and time gets away from us but I'm sure we'll get it back again thank you so much for joining us for spending your time with us today thank you for your interest 
your comments. Your input everywhere uh, is so very much appreciated. We'll be back super, super soon. Uh, there's loads more in the backlog. It's just about getting it all organised and managed and making sure people are okay before I uh, start probing at their wounds, potentially. There's lots to look forward to. And as you know, we don't believe in taking kind of long vacations over mainstream holidays so yeah we're not going anywhere so you'll have to just keep on being kind to yourselves because I'm going to keep nagging you and you know be kind to the people around you and uh, it looks like if you're still one of the remaining or if you've still got your uh, head ruminating then you need to just keep on leaving Hillsong and we will talk soon Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.